Good evening, ballers. Welcome to the 52nd episode of The Step Back. Yes. Ray Lewis edition. All right. All right. Yeah. Oh, Brad Miller. Better. Thank you. I was going to say that. I like. There you go. I was going to say Your host, Leon Thompson, my main man, Jacob Moses, uh, coming in live Saturday night because. There's no national baseball. Thank you, COVID. And uh, so okay, we'll come out to you tonight. We capped the last week of basketball, man. How, how you feeling this week, man? I'm good. Um, screw the Nets. You, you ruined my weekend. Um, I'm doing good. We got the. We talked about. It. I got the first round of the COVID shot. It was too bad. A little tired. Arms kind of sore, but you know we could take that. Been through worse. Um, well, yeah, I'm feeling good. Basketball's pretty much in full swing. It's just, it's goal time for a lot of teams. You don't have to worry about that, but um, because you're over there cruising, getting everybody. Um, <laughs> Blake got Blake Duncan. I told you that was gonna happen. He, he was gonna pull something off. Now you got Ellen Mays getting crazy, but yeah, basketball's been good, man. It's a lot of teams that surprising. Everything it just kept going, man, and it's getting good. But I'm pretty sure we got a lot of a lineup to talk about because we had some. Dumbass comments from Dre and Stephen A and KD and Michael Rappaport and yeah, this is a juicy one today, boy. I, I wanted to get into this one. Yeah, we even got Paul Pierce enjoying some uh, Friday Night Lights. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, we <Him> too. <laughs> yeah, we, we 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 got some action going on, man. Uh, but yeah, you, you you mentioned it. Brooklyn finally in first place, first time since '03. Uh, new additions coming in handy. Uh, Blake and Marcus, he finally started the other night. They looked real good. Uh, I mean, like, like he hasn't missed a beat. They told him like he missed two months. Uh, mm-hmm. Didn't look like it. It's just an embarrassment of riches out there in Brooklyn. Uh, KD supposed to be coming back maybe uh, next week. Mm-hmm. Um, going to be coming back on Monday. So. Maybe for the first time in about two months, we could see this three in action. But I mean, they've been holding the fort down, catching in first place. Um, you know, it, 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 it's funny how, how Brooklyn assembled this roster. You know, mm-hmm. it's you go from rags to riches. I mean, and these were some pretty dirty rags. Uh, Jared <laughs> Jack and Andre Blatch. Uh, <laughs> You know, Banyani and the like. Anyway, let's not talk about him. Word. But and now you have an embarrassment of Richard's 41 all-star appearances uh, and the like. And apparently Vanessa became the villain. They went from adorable, lovable losers to hated villains in a matter of two years. Mm-hmm. You, know, you look at the Warriors, how they were constructed, and how many super teams are constructed. Uh, this is a bit different. They, they did buy two superstars, but it, it came, you know, with hard work beforehand. Mm-hmm. Harden, they got their third star by getting by uh, uh, trading all their assets. So mm-hmm. you could say they bought it, but it is somewhat hard work and shrewd GM moves uh, by Sean Marks, who just 
have to be pushing all the right buttons, and now you're at Blake and LaMarcus, and now the whole world hates Brooklyn. You got Stephen A1 in competition, and, uh, you know, Miami and L.A., they made their moves. L.A. getting Drummond. Mm-hmm. And now everybody wants to complain about the buyout market. What's what your thoughts on that? Um, You can't. This is what I don't get. People complain about, you know, players wanting to go here, 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 here. Oh, they're doing this, they're doing this. Listen, at Brooklyn Call, and say you're LaMarcus Aldridge, you're Blake Griffin, you are, you have been a proven star in the league, and you have everything from all-star appearances, playoff appearances, what are you missing? Your ring. I don't care who you are. If that's the best opportunity for you, that's where you should go. Like, I don't care if it's in Brooklyn, like I said. I'm a Knicks fan. Whatever. If, it, if I'm in the same position, I want him to get everybody. I don't give a damn. Like, who you think I don't want Kawhi? The opt out of the Clippers. I hope the Clippers fail. He's just like, okay, I'm done with this. Next game better. Let's get over there. But no, I don't blame Blake Griffin. You can't blame the Nets. Even Steve Nash said it. What? What are we not supposed to get better? I mean, there's always ways to improve, no matter how good you are. Even the Warriors, Curry, Thompson, and Dre. They didn't really need KD, but KD was like, I want a ring. He saw the opportunity. He took it. He fit in nicely there. They didn't drop a beat. You know, you had the Bogets and you had Iguodala. Iguodala, he wanted a ring too. He wanted another one. I think, no, that wasn't his first one, right? Wasn't his first one in Golden State? Yeah, it was. Okay, okay, yeah. He wanted a ring. He was an established all-star. You know, he played the leadership role. He did what he had to do, and they won. I mean, you cannot hate on teams for getting better. If guys want to go there, that's where they want to go. I mean, Brooklyn, I... Now they got to be a perennial favorite for the championship now. I mean, we might see it down Flatbush. But the ways that things are going, you know, Harden, KD, they're going to take their, you know, they get injured, rest. Anyway, every time that they all oh, injury, I'm like, nah, that's low management. They're not slick. But this is what they want to do. They built something. And it all started from that culture. They went nine and what was it, 73 or whatever it was. And they had to start from somewhere, but they built the culture. They built it up slow. They went through the KG, Paul Pierce, um, Williams. <laughs> um, they went through that fiasco. They had to go through it. They traded all their picks. They had to basically dig themselves out of a hole. And Kenny came along. They started changing their culture, and that's what was needed. And now you're seeing the fruits of everything coming coming up right now. So you can't hate a team for getting better. I salute to them. I think the Knicks will do the same in a couple of years down the road. They got their draft picks. I'm not going to – listen, uh, you damn – I'm not usually a shit talk about all the shit I had to take for me and the Knicks fan, all this shit, you damn right I'm going to talk my shit when they, they start getting better. Lucky I'm not doing it right now. I'm usually a humble guy. But, no, it's going to happen when people want to come start coming in on the Knicks side, and I'm just going to do the same thing. Damn right, get everybody. Yeah, I don't feel exactly. bad. Do you feel bad? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Listen, you know, there's a time nobody wants to come to Brooklyn and, and you know, the Nets, Jersey, that whole deal. But mm-hmm. the point is, I, I think it's the, the, the names that everybody's caught up in. Mm-hmm. The buyout market remains the same. Like you said, Iguodala and Bogut went to the Warriors. Uh, Joe Johnson was brought out at one point. Uh, Iyasaba and Bellinelli, he, they went to the Sixers. Mm-hmm. And his cancer went to the Blazers. Nobody made a stink about these type of uh, moves that were made. Mm-hmm. It's just that you look at the names that are on the market this year and, and former All-Stars and, and, and Marcus Aldridge and, and Blake Griffin, 
I got screenshots. I got receipts. I got names. Uh, I got my name crossed off. So, you know, I, I, I was late on a national championship. I will not stop when Brooklyn gets one. So, I mean, yeah, you ready? I give you that. Yeah, the Nets. Like I told everybody, um, just remember, y'all better hope and pray the Mets never win a World Series. Because y'all motherfuckers going to hear it. I don't give a damn. Every day, you're going to relive that last out. I, I'm going to be like one of those members that come out of nowhere when a racial problem comes along. <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> just, uh, I wake up 1 o'clock in the morning. Woo! Oh, okay. Last out. Mets win the World Series. Boom, 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 boom. Yep. Kind of like, like the Mets practicing on the field. You, you're going to be popping up. What was that? I, re- I remember everything. So uh-huh. I, I oh, yeah. Oh, I got my receipts too. Don't no, trust me. Yes. Yes. You talk about grave digging? Call me the undertaker. <laughs> I ain't playing. <laughs> I ain't playing. Oh, man. Uh, you know, we mentioned KD before, and, and he has too much damn time on his hands. I swear to God, I hope this man gets back on the court. We can stop going on social media because... <laughs> He's been fined fifty thousand dollars for his uh for his comments to Michael Rappaport. Mm-hmm. Now, if anybody knows Michael Rappaport, big Nick fan, big big shit talker on social media. Mm-hmm. Everybody's seen the Porzingis draft video. Pingus, 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 pingus. <laughs> but he, but the DMs he, he shared he shared with uh, KD. I mean, it didn't. None of them looked good. Nah. It was a bad look for both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was in in reference to the Barkley interview in the beginning of the season where, when I said it then, Barkley asked a dumbass question. Mm-hmm. And then I guess, you know, Rappaport had some feelings about it. KD DM'd him and they went back and forth. Don't listen. <laughs> Everybody knows K- KD is too damn sensitive to, to, mm-hmm. to criticism. He wants to play basketball. He's made it known, but you know what this is. What Rappaport's about. You can't be going around, even if you if you have an established relationship with him. It's it's a, it's a bad look um, to to be to to engage in this type of thing with him because you know in the end you always come out the loser. Mm-hmm. I mean, but known for his burner accounts and all. So I mean, at least he had his name to it, for what that's that worth. But yeah. um, I always thought my beef was: listen, the slurs are are, are awful. There should be no place for them. Mm-hmm. But I, I still blame Mike for bringing that conversation public because yeah. if you look at it, he said he threatened his wife. I, I don't see a threat in those comments at all. But mm. I mean, I could be wrong. I could be misreading it, but I, I, I don't know what the Rappaport was trying to get at by bringing it to the light because mm-hmm. he, he has some issues on his own, but this is what he is. I mean, you know, he's an agitator. He's a viral voice. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of get what you dish out. So, and, and then to try to, you know, spin the narrative to make KD the, 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 you know, the bad guy here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a bad look for both of them, but I, I just don't like the way that they, he put those private messages out. I agree. I definitely agree on that one. 
you know, Michael Rappaport, he's a pretty funny guy, you know, but come on. I know KD is too sensitive. Come on. To be such a killer on the court, you you a wussy. I mean, when it comes to uh, social media, like, come on now. He, he And that's the thing. KD does talk a lot of shit. Like, let's be real. Like, yeah. He talks a lot of shit. But sometimes yeah. it's good for somebody to get that medicine right back at him. But once again, Michael Rappaport, you broke one of the rules, like, especially with like DMs and stuff like that. Come on now. Come on. Handle your business ideas. Curse him out. Call him. Like, Listen, what's your number? Let's handle this out. But come on. When everybody can see it, you don't need clout, dude. Everybody know who's my, know who Michael Rappaport is. I mean, avid basketball fan. You know, forgot the movies and I can't think of it right now. Friday after next. You know, high learning, all that kind of stuff. Come on, we know who you are. But also, KD, he could have just been like, "All right, dude, who the hell? Are you? You're nobody to me. Call it a day." That's why I like about LeBron. Like, if he does it, it's usually at a live event, and it's just whatever. You don't see him DMing and all that stuff. Like, no, come on. But I say it's it's on both sides. It, it shouldn't have even went that far. Like, I, I didn't see a threat either, like you said, but that was on some female stuff. Sorry if I'm putting any women out there, but that was on some. Come on, it it didn't need to go that far. That was just stop. Two grown yeah. men bickering over nonsense. What the hell? Yeah, like and, and then if you look in the comment, uh, look in the, in the comment section, like you mentioned Brownsville for some reason. Like why mention Brownsville? It doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense to me. And yeah, you, yeah, so if you, you know, you live in New York, you know what Brownsville is about. So mm-hmm. I, I think there was a, a subtle dig there, but, you know, we'll just leave it at that. But I, I, I don't, I don't care for how this whole thing went down because it was just terrible from the get-go. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, KD has to be better about, you know, answering to, to everybody on social media because everybody knows he's going to respond. So mm-hmm. why give him that satisfaction? Exactly. And, and Rappaport, for that matter, you know, hell, in the, in the draft video, he says the slur himself. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody remembers. So, you know, he's no uh, uh, angel here himself. So no, absolutely not. It's a, it's a bad look. They drafted who? This motherfucker doesn't have a fucking green card. Oh, come on. <laughs> Hell yeah, that shit was comedy. Yeah, but Katie fine fifty thousand. Um you know, it, it is what it is. I just hope he gets back on the court and, and mm-hmm. you know, distract the uh, get his mind distracted and uh you know talk with the player on the court rather than on social mm-hmm. media because the game is better with him in it than him oh, sitting absolutely. on the sidelines with absolutely. nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Harden, you know, again, back-to-back player of the month. A man's been on a tear, triple doubles, or, you know, every night. Uh, big win uh, last week after the game. He proclaimed himself the MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, and B's been out. Lillard's been uh, racking it up. Joker's been playing well. Uh, this MVP race has been, you know, going back and forth between four or five different players. Uh, Giannis is in that conversation. Uh, does Harden have a point in proclaiming himself the MVP? He actually does because he has really been carrying this team's triple doubles. 
hitting big shots, getting to the line. As he's basically doing what James Harden does. But um, I still have you know Jokic over him and Bead because of what they do for their teams and have, what they have been doing. And I want to see a big guy take the MVP home. But James, he does have a point. I'm not gonna say he doesn't because let's not act like he hasn't been racking up the numbers. Plus, I have him on my fantasy team. I would know. And then when the next time I'm playing, I, you know, I will tune into the next games and I see him putting in work every time he's on that floor. He makes his teammates better. You know, when him and Nicholas Claxton on the floor, they have a nice little pick and roll that they have. And it's pretty awesome to see. He's become, you know, actually, no, I won't say he's become. He's continued to be that leader that we knew he was in Houston. And, yeah, he definitely, he has a point. He 100% has a point. He can be up there for MVP. I can see him being top three. I cannot Giannis out. You know how I feel about him. Um, sorry, excuse me, Giannis. Let me get it right. But, um, yeah, Harden does have a point. If you think otherwise, you must not watch the game that much. Yeah, I, I, I like how uh, you know, all, all the critics were saying, you know, hard dribble, he doesn't pass, all you do is score, and you, know, you can't really win a championship without him. Now, the championship is has remained to be seen, but, you know, he's made the sacrifices uh, to his game and then adapted with the players on the court as far as passing, you know, easily in the league and assists. Mm-hmm. So to say that he's a selfish player, which we all knew he wasn't, it's just, the, I guess, the talent around him that made a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, to have his output for a man that came in, supposedly came in 30 pounds out of shape, missed about two weeks and, and visiting strip clubs, to be in the MVP conversation is pretty damn outstanding. Absolutely. And I think this team is what twenty and three over the last twenty three games to take first place. So all right. No, I mean if that's not MVP, I, I don't know who is. I mean I I still have Willard, but you could put you know those four or five names and make a case for any of them, mm-hmm. and you you wouldn't be wrong. Um, also, last week, uh, Barkley made the, the statement of Harden being the most uh, gifted offensive player we've ever seen. Uh, and he put him over Jordan. I said he was. You, you think different? Let's hear it. All right, now I got it. Now here comes the gun smoke. Barkley, you should be the last person talking because that motherfucker whipped your ass in 93. You should know who the most – I'm sorry, uh, James Harden, yes. But the thing about him, a lot of his points do – it does come from the line. So it kind of uh, – yeah, he is one of the best, you know, scorers in history. Absolutely. The best? Hell no. Hell no. Leon, we know. And we all see MJ. The shit that dude would do on the court effortlessly – and you know I can't stand that bald-headed mofo. I don't give a damn. I, I mean, I hope Space, I'll call Space Jam not gonna be better, but I got, I'm so glad he had LeBron James going overlap him because he's his acting is probably better. But um, at least I know he'll beat him in that. But no, but Jordan, let let's be honest. He got the step step back a fadeaway. Which one are you gonna take in clutch time? I, I'm taking that fadeaway every time. 
clutch, Jordan, just what he did on the court was, you know, nothing short of amazing. We have, I don't think we've ever seen that much of intensity. You know, you still got Kobe too. I mean, uh, you gotta, gotta think of it that way. We have a lot of score. Even Barkley in his own right was great. You know, even Mr. Sharp Elbows, Carl Malone was a great scorer for a big guy. So I don't know. Harden, he's going to be up there, but I can't. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not giving Malone any credit. I'm not going to keep going. I mean, <laughs> Elgin Baylor. Okay? I mean, you got to think, you know, Kareem, I, listen, you number one on the list for a reason. that You got to be able to score to do that. Um, but, yeah, Harden definitely one of the great – he's going to go down as one of the greatest scorers. The best, hell no. <laughs> Barkley, dude, you, you made a living talk. I mean, great on the court, off court, on camera. You always talking up yet, you know, just – out of pocket too much let shut the fuck up sometimes I, I don't know if you're just trying to gain caught for kissing their ass but i don't know what the hell it produces maybe they tell him to be nicer or something but i don't know what the fuck you talking about harden is great but no <laughs> absolutely not i'm gonna go with step back <laughs> shit only step back i know is i show but um <laughs> But no, it's it's a cool move. It looks like a dance. I mean, it's... Yeah. I, I mean, just, just the man changed. Like he he manipulates the game so much. True. That you know, he, his rip moves, the locking on the arms. I mean, the flailing, the gamesmanship. It granted, Jordan it, it is flawless in in his in his offensive uh, moves. The fadeaway is nice. It, it, you've seen the videos, you've seen the high flying acrobatics. But I, I, I still think Harden is the, the most gifted scorer in this league to put up, you know, 50, 60 on a, on a given night easy. You know, I mean, I mean Jordan did the same thing, but. That's true. Very, very true. I mean, you got to, even LeBron, let's not forget how much that, that Mofo can score too. I mean, I mean, just so many. So, even with James Harden, he's he's a gifted scorer. Curry, where you gonna put him? I mean, there's, yeah, James Harden is definitely he's lethal. He has that step back. He has transformed it. That's the move that you got kids practicing now. It went from you know practicing MJ's fadeaway. This guy, I mean, to his step back. You know, also. How you going to forget about his teammate? So you going to tell me he's a better scorer than KD? Trey Pound, that's a KD in my Davies voice? I mean, I, I mean, AI, Mr. Allen Iverson. I mean, come on, Leon. You, you grew up with me now. We, we watched all these guys and how they went to work. Wilt Chamberlain, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of guys that can – I mean, Kobe, hell no, he ain't better than scoring than Kobe. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, but MJ, like, come on now, just this – just remarkable. Yeah, I, I got to do it. Remarkable, unreal, improbable. We know Michael Jeffrey Jordan as our guy, Felipe, from the Total Paces podcast calls him M. Jeff. He got me using that. I mean, I, no. Ten scoring titles. Uh, I, how many does James Harden have? Uh, three. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, he ain't catching that. Um, I'm just – No. <laughs> He owns the NBA. Who owns the NBA standard for 30 points a game? 
his career. I think that was Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I, I can't I can't do it. James Harden, hell no. Hell no. You gonna be up there, but you ain't the best. <laughs> no. You know, Randy from uh, the Audible, football mm-hmm. wife, presents the Audible, uh, agrees with you. KD over Harden. Um, you know, maybe it's my love affair right now with a first place team that's blinding my vision. That's fair. It might be, it might be that, but I, I know I've said a lot of this while he was with Houston. Um, maybe when it all goes, Maybe when it's all said and done, the the narrative will change on Harden over Jordan. Maybe for right now you, you might be right, but I don't I don't know. But the way he gets it aligned, manipulates the game. Uh, and KD, yeah. Boy, yeah. Come on. <laughs> I mean he gets any shot off he wants. I mean, uh, just everything he does, KD is Man, KD is KD. <laughs> you know what he does. I don't have to say it. But yeah, James Harden, he's great. I love what he does. A step back, how he's able to... He's smooth. He's, he's smooth yeah. than I thought. I used to tell you he's rough around the edges, but watching him play, how he can break you down off the dribble. He's not the like quickest, but his handle is tight. You know, you don't see him lose too many balls and stuff like that. And even, you know, of course, R.P. Kobe. I mean, once again, I got Randy. Randy, you kissed my ass for the 107 years comment, too. Um, but I also agree with the whole NBA needs bad guys. It's absolutely true. We've had them. We've seen them all through the years. Jordan played the bad guy. You know, Gary Payton, guys like that. Guys that you just couldn't stand. People can't stand LeBron. You know, Kobe, I don't think he was the good guy when he was around, you know, when he played. But you need them. You need the guys. Tough guys like David McDaniel, Charles Oakley. You can go back and forth with the 90s basketball. Those guys were just just tough guys, bad guys. Nobody really liked them, but, hey, it made the game better. So we definitely – we got the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, people hate it. People hate the greatest. B.I.G. I mean, hey. You got a, you got a point, man. Well, spread love, man. Spread love. That's the Brooklyn way. That's, that's true. That's, that's my hometown, but it's going to be yeah. – I mean, it's going to be kind of tough, though, seeing a – Championship in Brooklyn. <laughs> maybe that helped them. Maybe that'll get the ring off, you know, the fire off Jolin's ass and be like, hey, man, they just won one. They kind of just, well, they already, you know, blew past us and getting the team ready and making them championship contenders. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I think they're, they're heading in the right direction. Oh, for sure. Shit. <laughs> they ran past, they forced gumped that. <laughs> <laughs> They're there. <laughs> so uh, let me ask you a, a, a another question. Now this is in regards to Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Now we we know Kyrie's and he misses a lot of games. This mm-hmm. past uh, uh, road trip was for uh, uh, fiance's pregnant, so birthday child. Congrats to Kyrie. Congrats to Kyrie. Now we know he missed time due to some various things. Mm-hmm. Now, many people took issue, but for some reason he seems to come back and play much better once he once he comes back. So, is it like just a mental break? Just come back yeah. and just mm-hmm. you know now you focus. You you can you can play. You you live. You're good. You know, should more teams? As a matter of fact, sports in general, should they consider like a 
a mental break for you know their their players and and if it's willing for them to play at a higher level, mm-hmm. I think the fans will accept that. Um, I don't think the fans would accept it, to be honest. But once again, I would get it because you see these guys. Listen, I've never played, even though I should have, you know, just to do it. But um, just playing professionally on that level, you're making a lot of money. I mean, essentially, a lot of these guys come from nothing. So imagine doing that, making all this money, and then the pressure on the fans, the ownership to see you win. I can't even imagine how much pressure that is on a person. So obviously it'll mess with your head a lot, especially with COVID now. It would be it would be cool. Oh, one say you know take one two games off, blah blah blah. It won't affect the season or have a cutoff. You know how basically you have blackouts and like if you work in retail something like that. You have blackout that you cannot like Christmas games. You gotta play if you have a game here and there off or it's not that important or towards the end of the season. If you got everything wrapped up, yeah, take your break. Cause baseball, what do they start doing at the end of the seasons? Pretty much that's what they get. They have like the minor league guys come up. They expand rosters. Why not do that for basketball? you know, expand it a little bit more, get these G League guys more exposure. Like, hey, you know, let's call this, this, and the guy up. And if you got it wrapped up, let the guys play. If you have your seating, you know, because usually basketball is a little bit closer. So the seatings aren't too out of far. Like this year, I don't know if you'll be able to do it because everything is so close. Mm-hmm. But actually, it's that's fair. Like some guys do need a mental break. I know people won't agree. But, you know, somebody like Kyrie, Maybe he really does have things going on. Like mentally, you can't get into his head. I mean, that's how it usually goes. But yeah, I wouldn't have an issue with that. Yeah, it it, it would it would seem to make sense if, if they could I don't know dedicate some time or or like you said like a blackout date. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I, I know a lot of fans might get upset and they you know you look at playoff seating and and other things of that nature. So it, it, it would make a lot of sense. And, and you mentioned these guys come from nothing and, and come into the league and make a name for themselves and have so much pressure. Uh, that, that's what Westbrook uh, was talking about this past week with Stephen A. Smith. And uh, he was defending his legacy. His wife also came out and said, uh, you know, a championship ring really doesn't make a legacy. Mm-hmm. And we spoke about Westbrook last week with our good friend, a uh, good buddy, Tyler Buckley, big Hornets fan. If you haven't checked out our last episode, he was, he was awesome on there. We talked analytics. Thank you, Tyler. Yeah, uh, tough tough break for his Hornets, but yeah, but uh, Westbrook, you know, said he more or less came from nothing and made him to the league, and being a person from the street, you know, that's a championship. For him, and it, it, he doesn't really care what others think of his legacy. Uh, mm-hmm. Same for C.J. McCollum. You know, they asked if he thought, uh, what are his thoughts on him not making an all-star team? But he said, well, that doesn't matter to me because everybody in the league knows his name. You know, they know mm-hmm. his, they, they go on his respect. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, Westbrook, outstanding week, 35, 14, 21. Um, you know, we, we spoke about that. What do you make of, uh, you know, guys of a legacy who never won a ring, like the Barclays and the Ewings and Westbrook? Oh, let me get this, brother. Now, on Russell Westbrook, he's going to go down for one, 
to being one of the best all-around players ever. This is where analytics get it. They get it wrong. I'm sorry. If without analytics, without having to just take it out, we're going to go back to the old days and start breaking down. You look at this guy on TV, watching these guys play, how good would you say he would be? Damn good. I don't care what anybody says. I hate when people try to break it down. Oh, oh, he shoots this percent. Can you go and pull a triple-double in a professional game for how many times he's done it? Almost 100 times? Is he over 100 yet? Can can you do that? Granted, oh, he can't lead a team. Oh, he can't do this. This is the same thing I've said with people with Melo when he was on the Knicks. How, there's only so much a guy can do on a floor. I have seen Melo get to the bas- basically basket, go to his game. Now, he didn't have a Clay Thompson or a Stephen Curry to knock down shots. It, you also got to depend on your teammates. Yeah, he tried to – granted, Westbrook, he will try to be Superman, but that's in his blood. That's how balls to the wall, plays hard. That's what he does. And so basically, what are you going to say about – oh, excuse me. <sighs> Hold on one second. <sighs> Carl Malone, Charles Barkley, John Stockton, Patrick Ewan, Reggie Miller, Elgin Baylor, Chris Paul, Steve Nash, Allen Iverson, Westbrook, Carmelo, Diane Wilkins, George Gervin might have, nope, I don't think he has one, Chris Webber, VC, James Harden, Dikembe, Tracy McGrady, Dwight Howard, did he get, he got a ring finally. Mm-hmm. Let's go Sean Kemp. Most of those guys, if not at all, if they didn't update it, they don't have rings. Great careers. What are you gonna What are you gonna say? Patrick Jones, one of the, if not the, well, matter of fact, yeah, the greatest Nick of all time. No ring. Does that diminish his career for being one of the fifty greatest players on this earth that we've ever seen? Are you gonna diminish that because he doesn't have a ring? You can't. That's why people put too much stock into winning rings. Robert Ory wasn't the best player, but he got most – he got, what, seven? He hit big shots, but he, he wasn't the greatest player, but he sure had seven. But do you put him up there in the greatest 50 players? No. Hell no. I mean, I know he said put respect on my name, but hell no, you're putting that respect on your name. You, you were good. You had your great moments, but you ain't no greatest player all fucking time. No. That's why I kind of get, like – yeah, I get like, and I don't mean to bash it, but that's why I kind of get sick of analytics because they try to do too much. When it comes to basketball, it's harder to, oh, what is he doing on the floor? How fast? I don't give a damn how fast he's going with on the goddamn floor. I don't care. Oh, he went 20 miles per hour, so he can go around to the three-point line. He can get over. No, I don't care. Did he did he put a did he put the ball in the hole? That's all I'm caring about. I, I don't. Is he he's making an assist? He, listen, you just like Derrick Rose. People, oh, Derrick Rose did it. Listen. With all injuries he's come back from, 15, 5, and 7, what, those are good numbers. I don't care what anybody says. They're, they're good numbers. You could put true basketball reference. Listen, numbers are numbers. I, I don't give a damn what you're going to put on it. I don't care how mad you get. You can be on the computers. Oh, no, no, he might be. No. Anyway, you put up good numbers, you're going to be good. That, that's how you look. You will go down to history. Westbrook is going to go down to history as one of the best players to ever suit up and play in the game. No matter, I don't care how you flip it. You can swip it, whatever you want to do. Like Eminem, you can flip it any, rip it in style you want. Um, <laughs> but no, it no. He and I don't like. I said Westbrook had every right to do this from. Where is he from? Can I, can California? All right. 
Uh, yeah, he, I think he's from LA. Okay. Now, yeah, you know he's from a rough area. What are you thinking about? You're getting out of your getting out of the hood. He he did that, became MVP. You know, one of the best players in the league. He fulfilled his goal. You know, taking care of his family. It ain't about rings, LeBron. Yeah, it's great. Look, look where he's from. Just a kid from Akron. He wasn't no no father. Mom did everything she could. Look at him, one of the best players. He might go down to be one of the best players, or if not the best player in the league. Look where he came from. Yeah, he got his rings, but even if he didn't have any rings, how great would you say he was? You'd say the same thing. You know, would you say the same thing about Jordan if he didn't have any rings? You would have to. One of the greatest players to ever do it without a ring. It's just, that's just how it goes. The champion, like when you say champion, yeah, it doesn't, it's more than a ring. You know, LeBron, he's a champion to me. You know why? Dude built a school for kids. He built up his, like whatever he could do for his area, he always gives back. You give back with the money that you receive from these people, going to your game, buying your sneakers, you're a champion. Jordan, you know, same thing, you know. He does give back. We don't see it as much, but he, he, gave, he gives back. He does that. That's a champion. And that's that's how it goes. Yeah, and like um, you mentioned, LeBron and and the schools. Westbrook did the same thing. You know, he builds schools, he gives out sneakers, and, and gives back to the community. So yeah, he is a champion in, in his own right. And the, the media with the championship narrative is a, is a bit much. But you know, credit to him. Credit to McCollum for having confidence in themselves and, uh, uh, you know, not listening to mainstream media in, in regards to their game because, I mean, let's face it, a good, good portion of us have no idea what, they, what the hell they go through every day. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with, you know, mental breaks and stuff. Why not? I mean, even us, I mean, my boss, you know, surprisingly, he'll go jiggy. Sometimes you need a mental break day. Like, it's just, sometimes you just, it'll screw you up. Especially, you know, you fail at your job, succeed at your job, but you just need it. Some people need it. That's why you take vacations, right? It's, you take off to get away from things. That that was our Florida trip. I got away from everything here. I got to sit back, watch baseball with my best friends, I mean, my best friends, and chill out. And I was at a better place when I came back. So, you know, flip it over to Kyrie. Listen, you coming back, dropping 30, you being, you killing it, you being what you are. <laughs> hey, do do you. Just get it all out your system before the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, PG might want to, you know, take some uh, take some advice, take some, take some creams. I know he's hurt now. Uh, he's been taking a lot of crap. Mm-hmm. So, there's only so much a man can take. Hopefully, this will be the year that PG can uh, prove the doubt is wrong. Mm-hmm. And for the Clippers' sake, because if, if that thing fails, that they got to really blow that up. <sighs> for real, man. I don't know what's going on with them. I mean, they're getting better. Obviously, they're better now, but it's you know, we all know you're going to the playoffs. That that's not your that's not your goal to get to the playoffs. Because we already know you're going to get there. But you got to go to the at least the finals or Kawhi about to bounce. <laughs> you could be LA all you want. <laughs> you don't get to them finals, he's gonna be like, I'm going, man. And PG, he, he got a, he's been his numbers are there. You know, he's 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 doing well, but 
Come playoff time, we don't want to see Pandemic P. We want to see that PG from Indiana, that two-way player we know he can be, that killer on the court, does everything on the floor. That's what we want to see. You know what you're going to get from Kawhi. I mean, PG has to be that guy, that that Robin. And yes. between everybody else, you got Rondo now. You got Patrick Beverly still. You got Morris. You know, Zubak's okay. He's coming along. You got a team that can potentially do it, especially with the Lakers pretty much being hobbled. This is when you got to take it over right now. This is it. Make your run and go and don't look back. Yeah. Uh, r- right now, with Lakers hobbled, it's looking like Denver and uh, Utah Jazz really running the uh, Western Conference. The Blazers are going to try to make a big run themselves. So mm-hmm. uh, it's a prime taker for the Western Conference mm-hmm. uh, if, if the Clippers want it. You know, and, and, oh, we got UCLA up on Gonzaga early. That's a, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Gonzaga okay. trying to complete the undefeated season. Uh, Final Four uh, going down to the championship game. Uh, Baylor taking care of Houston earlier today. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this tournament has been full of surprises. My bracket has been completely busted. Thank you, Illinois. UCLA, I had them. I even had them beating Michigan State, so that screwed me up. Uh, but you know, if Gonzaga is able to come back and face Baylor for this championship game, I mean, this is, I guess, what college. Uh, this is the game I would want to see. You know, the best two teams going at it for the championship. I thought Illinois. I thought Illinois would have had it done, but, you know, we only did them in good defense. But Baylor Gonzaga was the preseason pick. Uh, they were one and two in the country at one point before COVID mm-hmm. took them out. And so they never played. Usually, you know, you try to get a feel on, on what's going on. And mm-hmm. this would be a highly anticipated matchup if it happens. UCLA is a nice story. Uh, they running rough shot through the tournament, through mm-hmm. Cinderella story, uh, Jared Butler for uh, Baylor, and Baylor just playing outstanding defense, mm-hmm. both fundamentally sound team. I I thought they were done early, proved me wrong, so so much, you know, so how wrong I was. Uh, what's your thoughts here on a final four and potential championship game? I, I like it. I mean, Jared Butler, they got pros. We got pros. I like that right there is the line right there. But those those guys can play. Defense wins championships. And they, the way they're playing right now, Gonzaga going to have, if they, or UCLA, if they, I'll say if Gonzaga loses, I think Baylor going to put something on you. Either one of them, Baylor going to put something on them. Just like I said, I love defensive gritty plays. I mean, Jerry Butler, he's playing himself into a first round draft pick right now. And. But yeah, I'm, I'm liking it. it. The the parody was there, except for you know Gonzaga because we all saw that. Baylor, we kind of knew they were get. I don't know how far we we're gonna get, but they knew they would make it some kind of decent a decent run, and they match up well with Gonzaga. Well, let's they really do. And but I, they they win a lot of games. They win a lot of games. So yeah, the matchup is there, and we'll see what happens. I'll, I'll definitely be watching it. But I had Gonzaga as my pick, but I'll definitely like to see Baylor do it. 
Even UCL, I don't know, because I don't know if I want to hear the Conference of Champions from Bill Walton too much anymore. Now that I think about it, I oh, God, if you watch enough college basketball, that dude, every chance he gets, the Conference of Champions, you will have to hear that at least 10 times. And Lord help us. I, I don't want to hear it no more. Love, Bill. But stop. <laughs> but like, I want to see Gonzaga against that defense, though, man. That, that Dion Suggs, Keith Tim, uh, you know, they got some players themselves. And like the, the tournament itself, you want to see some Cinderella matchups. Uh, you want to see some Cinderella teams, see how far they can go. But in the end, you want to see the best two teams go at it. And I, mm-hmm. and I think Gonzaga and Baylor are going to be the two that go at it. And we've seen championship games come down to the wire. We've seen some classics. Hopefully we, we get that matchup. Uh, that'll be this Monday coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for right now, UCLA up early on Gonzaga. We'll see how long that lasts. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the Pac-12 uh, Conference Champions. That's over on the ladies' side. Uh, Stanford and Arizona uh, championship game coming Sunday night, uh, sometime Sunday afternoon. Uh, Stanford, big win over South Carolina. Arizona, huge win over UConn. And UConn, Paige Bukers, been talking about her all season. But, you know, I, I would like to say this before we uh, go a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know we've been covering a lot of the, you know, women's basketball and whatnot, but the ratings for the March Madness tournament have gone up dramatically. Mm-hmm. I mean, they skyrocketed. Uh, I caught last week Caitlin Clark and uh, Paige, Iowa, and uh, UConn. Uh, that was a nice match up there. Mm-hmm. I think anybody saw it during the week, Baylor and UConn, that controversial uh, uh, call at the end of the game. You know, Shit, it was a foul. No it was a damn foul. It was a damn foul. Come on, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on, son. <laughs> but, you know, UConn uh, takes the loss against Arizona. Yeah. Ada Barnes. Gary uh, McDonald's a player out there in Arizona. Yeah, the ladies have really come out to play this year. Um, a lot of star power. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leah Boston over at the uh, South Carolina, uh, Haley Van Leaf. You know, if anybody's gonna catch uh, some ball this weekend, make sure you check out the ladies uh, to, mm-hmm. tomorrow afternoon. Stanford, Arizona, uh, well played. Catch Aria McDonald. That that game is gonna be real nice, and, and the ratings have gone up. So it, it's real nice to see get some coverage going, uh, get some talk going. Um, good stuff there. Definitely. But yeah, those those girls have been lighting it up. Paige, first freshman to win play of the year. Um, yeah, she's pretty nasty. You'll see her going to the league sooner or later. But yeah, these women had the, both of them, both sides, men's and women, have been great. And I'm definitely gonna be catching both of them. It's it's gonna be good. But that was UConn's comrade, though. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it was. <laughs> um. More on the college side, Luca Garza, named the men's player of the year. Um, he was a senior this year at Iowa. We'll see what, where he ends up. Mm-hmm. Um, they're saying late first, early second for Luca, which 
just can make sense because he's a big body, but yeah, you know, for the pro game, he does have the range, but it, it's the mobility, I, I guess, and the defense that's a bit lacking. But mm-hmm. you know, you put player in you on your resume, it's you know, it's nothing to sneeze at. Um, and Roy Williams, my man, uh, finally retiring from. UNC, you know, one of the one of the GOAT coaches. Um, I think you're mouthing something over there. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, oh, I, oh, I, I mean, oh, wait, do we have cold caption? No, we not. I'll say it now. Nice here. Fuck him. All right, go ahead. Continue. <laughs> uh, Roy Williams, retiring after 33 years in North Carolina. Uh, right, don't right. give him the damn, you give him the damn wave. Uh, you, all right. Um, but the elders, that type, that deal. <laughs> but you know, three three national championships, uh, big big deal out in Carolina. Coach K had some nice words for him, which is always good to see. You know, longtime rival. Uh, what's your thoughts on? What's your thoughts on Roy? Great coach. I'm gonna give it up to him. Not better than Coach K. Fuck all you think so. Sorry, a thousand wins. You know. I mean, I haven't got to go. You know about Coach K. When he gets a game, come see me. But um, but let's – no, Roy Williams is a great coach. He basically, I think, turned that program around when it was out of law. Um, you know, that 2005 team, 2017, I believe, when they won. Um, he's a great coach, man. And Roy Williams, he, he got the most out of his players. And – they're going to miss him. And he actually, he knew when to step away. He just said he doesn't think he's the best. A lot of people don't do it. He said, you know, he didn't feel like he was the best man for the job anymore and nothing but respect for him. One of the greatest coaches in college history. Got to give it up to him. Bye, bitch. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> nah. Nah, Salute to Roy Williams, though, man. He can't, like I said, UNC can't stand him. Rivalry forever. Nah. Ah, do we... Only team I think we don't have like a rivalry going. I think it's football because both our teams yeah. are dookie. Both our teams are dookie. Hot, hot, hot garbage. But uh, you know, uh, who do you think the replacement would be? I don't know, man. I, um, hmm. There's a lot of talk on Hubert Davis. I would like that. I honestly, that I would like to see him because he seemed like a smart guy. Hubert Davis is smart dude on the floor. Good play in his own right, especially going to USC. I mean, you know what? I want to see like an outside, like VC or like a Rasheed Wallace or something like that. I want to see something just outside of the box that would, you know, keep the, I don't want to say put a jolt in them just to like surprise people. Kind of like Juwan Howard did? Yeah, like something like that. Just like an old, somebody that come back and just an old player. I just want to, I want to see something like that. Oh, Randy brings up uh, his name, Mark Few. Okay, okay. Ooh, Jerry Stackhouse. Yeah, there it is, right there. I couldn't think of it. Jerry Stackhouse has he has he coached? He has he coached for um like a smaller school, wasn't it? And they were really good. Yeah. Uh, I I forgot, but he he did he did coach for a team. Yeah, I, I they, forgot which one it was. But, but he definitely. He deserves it. I, I do like that Jeremy Tack. I, oh, yeah. I think the odds have him like uh, like a plus 4,500, plus 7,500, somewhere in that range. 
You got odds on that too? Yeah, I, I know. I know there's a post somewhere on it. I got. I have to find it. But hmm. Hubert Davis. Hubert Davis is at the top. Uh, I know Larry Brown for some reason somewhere in there. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> I'm just like, ew. Yeah, no. no. Uh, pass on that. Uh, okay, Randy brings up Psycho T. No. Please stop. <laughs> come on, Randy. Come, come on, man. Come on. He said. If that happens, I need Ronald test to run up in there again. No, no I, I think he's still a little, little, little dazed from opening day. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give him a pass. Yeah. I, I still think he had a few too much to drink after that. But, you know, love <laughs> Randy. But, you know, Psycho Tino. Gotcha. You wild. Maybe Bubba Cunningham, the UNC athletic director. And I think it'll be somebody like that. Um, like I said, Hubert Davis, maybe Wes Miller. Um mm-hmm. Maybe Matt Doherty. I mean, okay. I mean, yeah, he won games at Notre Dame, and I think um, when Royal Williams actually turned the job down the first time, he didn't take it. So, oh, well, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, it, it would be. Just like uh, maybe Mike Woodson going over to Indiana, uh, mm. his alma mater. He, he's now the coach over at, at, uh, is it Indiana or who? Mike Woodson. Yeah, Indiana. Okay. It's all my yeah, so, yeah, congrats to him getting a new coaching gig, six-year deal. Uh, some reason Larry Brown uh, coming on as a an advisor. As long as he's nowhere near the sideline, I, I can live with there that. There you go. Yeah, that's fine. I'll give it. Matter of fact, no, no, no. Go ahead, Larry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I know Coach K Coach laughs around his ass. So, <laughs> shout out to Trevor Kills, by the way. Another number one recruit coming to Duke. Salute to that kid. We'll see. Uh, Another one and done. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I wonder if the ladies will ever have a one and done. Yeah. You don't, you don't see that a lot, do you? Huh. No. Well, one, because I, I think. Uh, you can't declare for the draft until like your junior year, I believe. Mm-hmm. So there's no way to do a one and done. But mm-hmm. I, I wonder if a one and done would help WNBA. Actually, but, that would be interesting because more stars will come out earlier, you know, put their mark on the league. But yeah, that would be, huh? That might work. You know, if you think, like, I, I guess I, it would be different. For if you think about the the, the time span, uh, the playing window for the ladies mm. is not as long as it would be for the men. Mm. So if you have a shorter window, uh, would not be able to come out to your junior year of college? So you're what 20, 21, and mm. you play until let's say I don't know 29, 30. You know, the, your marketing power, your star power, it, it's not as long as it would be if you were able to be a one and done. Mm-hmm. The development aside, you, you can have development in the in the league or have a developmental league, I guess. But I, I, I think um, I think a one and done might actually help the ladies. Um, yeah, I like that. Uh, 
I, I, I wonder if there would be any traction to that, but hmm. well, we'll, we'll see what happens there. And, uh, you know, speaking to that effect, you know, Draymond Green, um, yes. you know, you, you, you take this one, man. Man, this dude had the nerve to say, um, it's not women complaining or something like that, or wasn't the way to go about them bringing more money or getting paid as much as the men do or getting around the same amount that they do. Uh, dude, shut the fuck up. I mean, for somebody that was an advocate for them, you just went completely in a different route because that that's crazy. Listen, if you want to do something, they're not complaining. They're basically trying to figure out ways how they can bring more revenue to them. You know, they're basically busting their ass every day, like the Sue Birds and stuff like that, trying to bring visibility to it. You know, trying to get the endorsements that the men's do and whatever they can. And you you notice that's complaining. So basically when the NBA or the MBPA, they go off and they go on strikes or something, aren't you guys basically fighting and complaining about stuff that you don't get? So why can't the women do it? Like that, that shit was way off key from Draymond. Like that, he should have freaking thought about it a little bit more before he went on camera and said some nonsense like that. Because that just sent people up in an uproar from that. I understand you were a big shit talker, but knowing what the women are going to do right now, trying to do what they're doing and basically just bringing them down, wasn't the way to go. Like if you're going to shit talk, well, I don't know if it meant he meant to do that or. But keep that shit on the court and keep being the best defensive player, as you say, on the floor. But yeah, don't don't disregard the women like that, man. That 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 was stupid. Yeah, I I, I get where he was trying to go. I think he went about it the wrong way. I, I think his wording was was awful. Um, the the point I think he was trying to make. I mean, I guess I, I guess I'm trying to put words in his mouth, but. In order to create the revenue, you have to go after the right people. And how you go after the right people, well, I, I guess you, you need to be in a position of power. The problem is most of the women aren't in, aren't in a position of power. It's the men. Mm-hmm. So you have to go into the corporations. You have to go do the ownership in order to create the revenue. And how you get the ownership to do it is TV deals. The problem is they need you need a... a something to market and for right now there's not enough to market to, to, to bring revenue on that TV deal. Because once you get the TV deal, you, you can get, you know, the, the, the salary to increase. Uh, but you need more teams, uh, so you get to push on the owners. Mm-hmm. Well, now we have Renee Montgomery as a, a part owner of the dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Mark Davis out in Las Vegas. He's a new owner of the uh, Las Vegas Aces. There's some star power in this league. We've seen March Madness uh, ratings go up. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, once Sabrina and the guy, uh, Liz, Andrew Wilson, Tarasi, it's a star power in this league. It's just a matter of the maybe the men pushing this forward, mm-hmm. putting pressure and assisting the ladies instead of 
trying to place blame on them mm-hmm. for not doing what, you know, saying to, to tell us the story. I, I think you might have some, some positive progression. Absolutely. And they had the progression too when, you know, Kathy Eagleberg basically last year they cited that was 30% increase in cross platform, you know, action for social media polls, 68% increase in regular and viewership. Let's not forget the 2020 WNBA finals was up 15% from 2019, unlike the NBA. So obviously they're doing something right. They're getting there. They're getting it. They just need that push, which they can absolutely get. But like I said, if Draymond, you know, you want to have a say about it, why don't you help him? You make a shitload of money. Put some put some money where your mouth is. I mean, you complain about stuff. Shit, you complain about KD. You in the huddle complaining about him. Hey, <laughs> let's not act like you don't bitch there, sir. <laughs> but no, I help them out. The women, they let's not act like they can't be a profitable commodity. They can definitely do it. And they are. It's just They just need a little push and it'll be nice for the other league to, you know, they show their support, but let's open up those checkbooks for them. Yeah, uh, absolutely. The, the idea of having to go out to Europe, Europe and having to uh, uh, battle for another paycheck is it, kind of, kind of weird to me, but I mean, mm-hmm. I guess that's the, the, the nature of it. And just the fact that there wasn't a, Women's professional league in the states before '96 is kind of a crime in itself mm-hmm. because you you know you missed out on you know the Cheryl Millers and the Cheryl Swoops and the uh, Tina Thompsons you know so you know, and, and everybody knows their story. It's just a matter like I like you said to push uh, ownership, push sponsorship, push these corporations to invest. Uh, in uh, in these women's leagues because the viewership is there, the star power is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just a matter of time, commitment, and money. So that, that's all that is. Um, Utah Jazz surprisingly uh, they're playing hit a few birds, and it was kind of a weird experience for them. Mm. Uh, they thought they were going down. Conley said they sent goodbye text, and I didn't know Mitchell was afraid of flying. Um, that's a scary moment. Uh, the idea that you can lose an entire team mid-season on a, on a mm-hmm. charter flight is just scary as hell to me. Mm-hmm. And as we've seen, one of our NBA legends, you know, on that right before the pandemic, we know, you know. Kobe and stuff like that, you know, that has to go through their minds. It's just like, oh, am I going down like this? I mean, that that, that is definitely scary, man, because you, once again, you never know. You never know. But that damn sure ain't the way to go. No, it's that feeling of helplessness and knowing that you have no control over the situation, you know, your, your life is in somebody else's hands and you know, you just don't know what the outcome would be and you just hope for the best. And mm-hmm. it, it's just, uh, it, it's incredibly scary and I'm glad they made that okay. And we've seen many stories like this where um, plane malfunctions nearly take out sports teams. So mm-hmm. granted, it, it is the fastest way to fly. 
because you know you don't want a professional team traveling cross country on a bus or a train. So yeah, you just you know you hope for the best and thank uh, you know say your prayers and for for safe travels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. It, it, it is wild, man. Um, coming down the home stretch for the uh, the basketball season, many teams uh, trying to sit stars, sending send their older players. Horford out now. Gabe Gordon Hayward out for four weeks. Um, you know, you need some guys to pick up on the waiver wire to help you bring home that championship. Um, well. Yeah, Harden's out. Uh, he's supposed to come back. Durant is supposed to be back. So yeah, yeah, you kind of you, you do. And uh, I, I beat a couple. I beat you guys to the punch to a couple of guys. If you're listening, uh, you need some help. Uh, look no further than the Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm-hmm. The O'Maladone. You picked him up. I sure did. Goddamn sure did. Such a bitch. <laughs> you. You I was guys like, slow to the slow. I meant mean, like, to pick him up. I was him, freaking. I was like, damn, I gotta pick this kid up. Let me go get. It. I was like, what the fuck? Who the hell did this? Fucking you you know, I was on it, man. Theo Maladon, uh, Pokazevsky. Mm-hmm. Both two guys. Moses Brown. If you haven't picked him up, uh, keep your head up, uh, Moses Brown. <laughs> Uh, he picked himself a, a, a nice little contract extension, so good for him. Uh, okay, uh, okay. Yeah, for the Magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ian Birch, uh, another big man out in uh, Orlando. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the guys that can help you uh, bring home that championship now that, you know, guys are looking to rest. Um, uh, or in, in which case, uh, old age, as in Horford, <laughs> sitting out. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it's a shame we missed out on opening day. And I know you open up on Monday against the Phillies. Yes, sir. Um, I think Washington's supposed to go to uh, Atlanta. It, you know, I think they had a Another round of negative tests today, so they might open up in Atlanta on, mm-hmm. against Atlanta on Monday. Mm-hmm. But uh, op- great, great opening day uh, Thursday, nonetheless. Uh, great opening weekend of baseball. You can catch Dong City Monday nights. Monday, uh, that's like seven Eastern. Those guys are, are on the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, great opening day from, from Henry and Vince. They're going to be all over it. Um, you're gonna, I'm sure they're going to talk about the All-Star game being moved out of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Atlanta can't keep themselves out of the news, but, you know, <laughs> uh, they'll, they'll share their thoughts on that. <laughs> two um, poles. Talk about two poles now. Got the plunge you can slide down, and once you push down, it's... No, I mean, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. <laughs> Gun smoke. <laughs> Where there's smoke, there's fire, and <laughs> somebody gotta put it out. Man. Oh, man. 
And we Tuesday night. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Tuesday night. Uh, good friend Randy Hammond over in the, in the comment section. He hosts football like presents the audible with Matt Bushnell. Uh, last week they went over the quarterbacks uh, in the upcoming draft by position. I believe this week they're going to go over uh, running back and wide receiver. Uh, in the poll over in football life, we got our uh, top five, top ten picks. I think we're at number six now. So uh, share your thoughts on that draft coming up. Guys, we're an excellent job. Again, Matt breaking down tape. I mean, he, <laughs> all over. he, had, a, he had a bunch of tape off field. Yeah, he so did. If you haven't caught, yeah, caught that, uh, catch that. Uh, their past episode over uh, in the Life Group Podcast Network over on YouTube or Anchor, Spotify, Apple, how you receive your podcast. Uh, Thursday night, we got uh, wrestling, uh, wrestling Life presents uh, the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. WrestleMania season. WrestleMania is next week. Mm-hmm. You know, Bobby Lashley, he means to hold on to that chip. Agreed. Those guys do an excellent job. They'll be covering uh, WrestleMania uh, uh, coverage, Amy Dub, and the new edition of the Peacock Network. <laughs> and, their, uh, <laughs> and their content. Editing everything, taking on my damn child. I want middle fingers. I want brawn panties matches. I want ass. Come on, now, now, now. You can't be doing that. I mean... I understand some of the things like they said, but nah, don't be editing everything now. So we need, we need more Godfather. We need more Valvinus. Damn right. We want we want to go. We still want to go aboard the whole train. I mean, we all know pimping ain't easy. We want to see some hello ladies. We want to do all that. Come on now, let's get it. No, let's get it. Leave it alone. You made your billion. Nobody said you had to edit anything. Oh man. Who else we got? Oh, yeah. Thursday, Thursday night, Wrestling Life, uh, Worksheet Wrestling Podcast. Sunday afternoon, Sunday morning, Felipe uh, Mauricio, Sean Flannery, will be covering the first week of the Fantasy Baseball uh, recap. Uh, you guys went over the draft with them. Let's see how your draft results came out. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, we'll be covering the first week. They'll be off uh, tomorrow, tomorrow's Easter Sunday, uh, celebrating with their families, but baseball still goes on. They'll be recapping the first week in, in, in the league. Uh, hot players, Michael A. Taylor, mm. my guy. He's going off now, man. I'm, ooh, <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> oh Go ahead, Leon. Once again, you never see Leon and Michael Taylor ever in the same day. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm out hitting home runs and right back oh, here. This is crazy, man. This is this motherfucker taking red eye flights and shit. I mean, hey, that's superstar power. You talk about superstars, talk about champions. This is what you do. You you beat you dodging COVID, get back for the step back. All of a sudden, he's Leon Tompkins. Okay, <laughs> lying ass. <laughs> yeah, those guys do an excellent job. You just catch them Sunday mornings, uh, eleven o'clock baseball life, and. Uh, Update Gonzaga up at halftime 45 44. So they're getting pedaled to the metal and, and hoping to take off in the second half. It wouldn't get that uh, championship matchup we were talking about. But um, mm-hmm. that was a great episode, bro. 
Absolutely. It's been fun. Uh, Randy said they're doing draft, draft talk again, skill positions this week. So check the audible out. That's going to be fun. I want to see them break that down. Uh, Matt Bush, Devontae. no breaks it down like nobody else. Devontae, yeah, damn right. Devontae Smith. We already talked about Zach God. Listen, I'm going to just run with that name. Hopefully he's good. So I have to come back and be like, damn, this motherfucker's trash. But, um, but definitely check out all our other podcasts, doing their thing, making it last. Let's keep it going. Here with my brother, killing it while the Knicks kicking ass. 8361, looking to be a good Saturday night. S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y. Night. How about yeah, you know, you can catch us, catch all our other episodes. You should do it. It's been pretty fun. We have fun doing this for you guys. One day, hopefully, I don't have to do this shit for free. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would do it for free any day of the week. I'm just kidding. But now, nah, definitely, it's been a good episode. But I got that all out by my Westbrook. I, I was steaming about that, kind of. I want to bring the guns for a little bit. But that, that was good. This was a great episode. My 52, man, the Brad Miller. I can't wait to get to 100. But as long as you keep listening, well, either way, we'll still keep going. Back. Huh? Um, L-F-M, by the way. Oh, my God. Shut the fuck up. Well, I got to hear you. I got to see you with that World Series shit every goddamn time now. I get triggered every time I go into Walgreens. No, what are you talking about? This is the National League Championship shirt. I can get the, I can get the World Series shirt if you want. No, nah, no. Nah, I already see yeah. World Series on the goddamn thing there, so I know what happened. I already know. Oh, you mean up here? Oh, uh, all right. This motherfucker. Yeah, you're right. Um, of course. Well, I'd rather see that than fly in W's. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I think you got to edit that from the network, too. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> sorry. Oh. <laughs> Give you a peacock. Have a good week. Uh, we'll catch sure. you next Friday, 7 p.m. Until next time, everybody, ball out.